What's up, everybody out there in internet land? Welcome to the Remote Gaming Podcast, episode 9. What is this podcast, you may be wondering? Why, it is a podcast made by gamers, for gamers, and comes to you, the listener, each and every week from two friends who live on opposite sides of the country to bring you the hottest gaming news and industry insights, as well as an in-depth topic to culminate our discussion of that great pastime we all love, video games. I'm one of those gamers and one of your hosts, Joseph King. Joining me, as always, is a man who's more aesthetically pleasing than Halo Infinite's graphics, Kevin Corkum. <laughs> hey, Joseph, what's up? Oh, my what's God, up, buddy. <laughs> you, you are more easy on the eyes than that shit show that we saw. Oh, a man. Week ago. You know, it's really funny. I I've been doing a lot of like research as to why it looks the way it looks. And Digital Foundry came out with um with a video and basically said that it's it's all because of this kind of lighting effect that they've created this static lighting um so or not no non-static lighting so yeah there's a lot to break down there's a lot to talk about with halo infinite and i'm i'm excited to get into it because i feel uh i have i have opinions uh, as i think everyone does at this point on it uh it's gonna be really interesting to see how it shakes out uh with i i just i it's gonna ride on multiplayer right we know that's that's going to happen. So we got to wait right. for the multiplayer, see all that. It's a little concerning. We haven't seen anything from it yet, though, in my opinion. Yeah, but. the Xbox uh, press event will be or their showcase will be our first news topic. But, um, you know, sticking with opinions and everything. What have you been up to? Well, I've been uh, God, what have I been doing? Well, my dog, my dog got like he's been he's been limping on his leg for a couple of weeks. We took him to the doctor the vet checked him out and you know one vet said he was totally fine we got a second opinion because he kept limping uh and the other doctor was like well he could have hip dysplasia he could you know have early arthritis or this or that and i'm like you've got to be shitting me but uh so yeah we always something going on with that um my girlfriend's job's kind of uh, crazy right now she's working with a woman who has brain cancer and uh she the woman seems to be getting uh, sicker um, so, uh, yeah, that's been, that's been rough. Um, just, you know, the normal things with COVID and keeping, keeping my head afloat, staying busy, trying to stay busy. What about you? You're back working now after the shoulder surgery. How's the shoulder hanging up? It's good, man. Um, you know, I, I, that sucks about your dog and the, then the lady with cancer, golly, we're starting off with a banger here to get <laughs> nice and sad with this podcast. Uh, I've, I've been good. I, uh, Back at work on an ambulance, sweating in the Texas heat. Uh, the cool thing about working on an ambulance twelve hours a day with little to no air conditioning is you lose weight and your balls smell fantastic <laughs> when you get home. Just, just, just great. I, I, I hate that powder. Summer. I can't stand summertime. I actually did. I went to work the other day, and I, I all I had in my house was Gold Bond medicated, <laughs> and so I used it. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and my partner's like. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's that's my nuts. You should get that. What's the what's the powder that comes in the green in the green um tall container? It's got the British man, I think, on it. I don't know, some dapper dude. Look, British. I mean, I guess to me, my grandfather always used that shit. So every time I smell that, it smells like my grandparents' house. But that's the shit I like. I love that shit. It smells so good. Yeah, I. Uh... You know, there's all, all kinds of different powders you can use. And apparently, like when my daughter was getting diaper rashes, they say not to use baby powder anymore. And uh, I'm like, well, why do they make it then? And I guess it has like all these 
carcinogens in it and everything like that. Like, yeah, I'm sure my ass why, was padded with baby powder, and I'm I'm I think I'm still kicking. Too. So. I'm I'm doing just fine. Maybe not from the COVID and everything else in the world, but uh, yeah, that's <laughs> that's about it. Uh, just working. I hate summertime. I cannot stand the heat. It is just the absolute worst. I'm a fall and winter kind of guy. Yeah, we were we were walking our dog the other day around our apartment complex, and we were like, God, I can't wait till it gets cooler. Because it's, it's like unbelievably hot here too. Uh, Texas has got that dry heat uh, and it's like you're, you step outside and I always, so I spent the summer in Austin, uh, which is where my girlfriend's from. And I always described it like stepping out into an oven. Uh, it's like super dry and it just takes your breath away. And the Florida <laughs> heat is way. different. It's like stepping out into a pool. And from a the sauna. second you walk outside, you're wet. You know, you're already sweating. It's just awful. At least when I was working awesome out and I was in a good way. <laughs> yeah, it's just oh, my God, it's yeah, the heat is rough. And hopefully, well, we're we're in the middle of hurricane season here and it's supposed to be a bad one. So we'll see what happens with all that, too. They're watching a storm in the tropics right now that is having somewhat trouble developing, but they think it's going to be a tropical storm in the next few days. Um, and it. Right now, it's obviously too too far to know, but the cone of uncertainty has most of Florida covered. So if it keeps going, it's possible that it could come and hit us. So we, we got to get some supplies and gear up for hurricane yeah, season that's, as well. That's, that's fucking terrifying. Like, I couldn't imagine, like, that being a part of your daily life is you just have to sit there and be like, well, is it going to happen today? I don't know. Hopefully yeah. the levees hold up or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's, that's, it, that's insanely terrifying here it's 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 just a part of life like we're we're wild down here anything below a category three hurricane no one's worried about category four you start worrying a little bit category five it's like okay you know it's going to be pretty bad but floridians are crazy we do a lot of hurricane parties down here so basically what will happen is everyone will just go over to someone's house and throw like a two-day party um they'll bring all the liquor all the beer all families all sleep there but with covid it's going to be difficult uh, to get supplies and do all that stuff. So, um, it's definitely going to throw a, a wrench in things. And I, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to get worse before it gets better. If we start maybe for you, things. I'm sure there's still plenty of idiots that are going to not social distance and party it up and do whatever they want. Oh yeah. It's we're, you know, we're lawless. Maybe Darwinism will just Dar- Darwinism will just weed out. That's maybe that's, that's what's going on with 2020. I think is, is now we're in survival of the fittest and we're just trying to, uh, you know, see if intelligence will persevere and hopefully it does. <laughs> <laughs> we can only hope because it's looking grim right now. How's uh, the job searching going for you? It's going. I've been I've been looking. I updated a bunch of like my resumes and everything the other day. Um, and, you know, with this this federal aid kind of in the in the talks with Republicans wanting to lessen it, Democrats want like a crazy, crazy uh, bill. Hopefully, I'm hoping they land somewhere in the middle. Um, and if that happens, I might collect for another month or so until around my birthday in September and then go out and try and find something because by then the cases will be hopefully less and more people will be looking to hire. But right now, there's not a lot of jobs out there. There really are not a lot of jobs. Um, I've, I've been thought about doing contact tracing work, which I would work from home and make phone calls to people all day saying, Hey, you've come in contact with someone who has tested positive for COVID-19. Um, so, and I mean, basically whatever job I get is going to be a massive pay 
decrease even from what I was right. making before unemployment. Um, so, it, you know, it's, it's, it'll be interesting. I mean, you got, I'm going to have to make it work. And I've been kind of holding my breath here to see if, if they move something along this week. Um, but, uh, yeah, that federal aid ends. I think I only have like another week or two of it. So we'll see. I, I've got to get back on the horse at some point. And, uh, there's just not a lot of jobs out there to, to be had. Honestly, it, it, it sucks. And if you're listening to this and, and you're in the same boat, I, I feel you it's, it's rough. We're just trying to get through one day at a time, you know? Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a fucking terrifying time to, to be an adult right now. I wish I could go back and be a kid. I've got two kids and I'm just watching my 10 year old just sit here and play Fortnite all day. And I'm like, you don't even know, you don't even know, cherish it. <laughs> Stay here as yeah. long as you can. Yeah. No, I, that's uh, so true. I'm, I'm kind of over my career myself. Like I'm trying to, I actually, uh, you know, you get a job at a nice restaurant again, I might come and try to figure out how to work with you. Cause I'm looking at, uh, I really, really want to go to culinary culinary school. Oh, um, interesting. I've, I love cooking. I've always been a fan of different cultures and how to make things from different countries and things like that. I like to try my hand at different things and I really, really want to do that. But the bad thing is where I live in Texas, the nearest one is, you know, six and a half hours away. I'm married with children, have a house. Uh, it, it would be very hard to, to just up and move and go to school. So I'm trying to look into that now, but I, I it's, it's really hard. I wish that we had more options around me, but we don't, but you know, yeah. Wow. Six uh, and a half hours. Where is that? Dallas? Dallas would be the closest one. And okay. then there's one in Austin. There's like a real prestigious one in Austin, but that's, that's about it. There's nothing around here. Even Lubbock in at Texas tech, they don't have an actual degree. Coloring. You get two college yeah. courses, two college hours, but there's no degree for culinary arts. So really, that's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Austin, Austin's really cool. Um, they've got a lot of great restaurants and shit over there. Um, but it's expensive, dude. The, the housing market's crazy over in Austin. Yeah, it's it's extremely expensive, and and the good the good thing about where I live here in uh, northern Texas in Amarillo, uh, very very cost of living is very cheap. It's going up because our population we've hit over three hundred thousand people. Um, it's it's steadily rising, but it's it's still not that bad. But yeah. hey, this is a video game podcast, <laughs> so um, you know I think what we'll do is we'll just go. I think I want to change it up a little bit. Let's. Uh, what what have you been playing, Kevin? So I have been playing, um, I, I want to start with Ghost, uh, Ghost of Tsushima. I want to start talking about that. So I've played another two and a half, three hours of the game. It's fucking great. It's really, really solid. Um, I'm just having trouble wanting to play it at the moment. I'm not sure why. Um, I don't know if it truly is open world fatigue, even though I, I think Ghosts does or Ghost does things that other games don't, and I think they handle world building and and discovery in a really unique way that I, I really enjoy. I think the combat's really fun. The stories, you know, it's fine. It's nothing to write home about. It's good, um, but it's not, it's not going to knock your socks off by any means, you know? Um, uh, yeah. It's just, it's hard for me to go back and play it, and I'm not sure why, because when I'm playing it, I'm having a good time. It's just, I... Yeah, there's there's something about it that's not bringing me back as much, and I I honestly think it has to do with being so close to The Last of Us. Um, is that I kind of played this third person story action game, and yes, this is very different. Um, I think my brain is just 
pushing back a little bit and saying, hey, let's take a break. Like, let's come back when you have more time or I, I don't know exactly what it is because I it's like I have the time, but I'm not I'm not making the time for it per se. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, yeah, it's I, I think it is a little bit of open world fatigue, probably. Um, I think that you're kind of in that point when you're looking at a mini map or the the, the large map and trying to figure out where you're going to go next and what you got to do. And it, and it can be monotonous. And I, I, I totally think that that's a part of it. Yeah, I do too. I mean, the map is huge. There's Joseph, there's so much shit to do in this game and it's all good stuff. Excuse me. It's all good stuff. So it's just, yeah, I don't, I'm going to get back to it. I'm going to finish it. I know I will. It just might take me a little bit longer. I thought I would be done with it by now. Well, done with the main quest line by now. Um, but right. another game has kind of stolen my interest. Um, it's a new game uh, from High Res Studios who's done Paladins and they did um, Realm Royale. It's a game called um, Rogue Company. It's a third-person game that is similar to Valorant in the sense that it's it's objective based, um, like they search have, and like, destroy, you know, like CS:GO and, and things like that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's tough because I it's not nearly as slow as Valorant is. You can play it really slow, which I think um, the meta is going to change a little bit, and I think people are going to start playing it slower as soon as they get a better hang of the game. But right now, it's pretty fast paced. Um, flanking is huge the, and, and I'm, I'm kind of going off on a tangent here. Let me go back to describing the game. So it is similar to, I want to say gears and uncharted, right? It has that third person shooting aspect to it. Over the, shooting over the controls shoulder, you can swap. over the shoulder. Yeah, exactly. And it's clean. The shooting feels great. Like everything about the game feels really good. The characters are well balanced. They all feel useful and powerful, um, which I was worried about when I first started playing it. Uh, I was like worried to see, you know, oh, obviously, you know, there are four or five characters that are going to be OP and everyone's going to use these guys. And it's not that way. Um, they everyone is useful. My favorite character is actually a character called Dallas. He has an ability that recharges, but you basically, um, you know, press L1 and R1 or your shoulder buttons. Um, and it locates the nearest enemy to you. Um, and then if you down that enemy or whatever, uh, it can recharge. So you can use it again. It's just like he's super useful. His guns are really powerful. Um, the game feels really, really fun and really, really addicting. I think I think it's going to catch a very unique audience. And I think it's going to do very well. I think it might be Hi-Rez's best game. I know Paladins has a very loyal following as well. And you know- I actually really enjoy it. I was gonna. I was gonna say, uh, High Res is known for, and I. It's not a hundred percent known, but their games tend to come out when other games in a, in a certain genre are already out and successful. Now, granted, video game develop takes time, but you know this game is similar to Valorant and uh, Counter Strike. Only difference is it's third person. It has its own. It's not stealing everything from it, right? Um, Realm Royale, you know, took a little bit of Fortnite. PUBG and just another BR clone. And then Paladins was, you know, a clone of Overwatch. And there are other games out there that do these things better, but everything that I've seen of Rogue Company, it looks 
like phenomenal. Uh, it's it's on. First of all, it's on every system available right now. It's even on Nintendo Switch. Yep. Um, you can get it on PlayStation Four, Xbox One, PC, and Switch. Uh, it's fourteen ninety nine uh, for anybody to jump in. Kevin actually got me a code. Uh, the only bad thing is when I tried to jump into it this weekend, they were doing massive server maintenance, so I never got to play. I haven't played yet, but I this is definitely I think a game that me and Kevin will be squatting up in the future and playing, and we'll we'll probably give you more uh, info on that. Um, when we play Stream together there. and things like yeah. that, how is the matchmaking in the lobbies and things like that? Is it still like, is it because technically this is still alpha, isn't it? It's beta. It's, it's, it's beta now. So the first day I played it, it was a little rough. They made a patch, like the matchmaking people were getting disconnected in, in match. Um, and it, it happened twice. I played probably the first day, I probably played eight games and it happened twice where they were matchmaking issues, but they mm. patched it and then ne- they patched it the next morning and I haven't had an issue since. Um, hmm. And that's something that's else good. I want to talk about. I want to talk about the, like just this, the performance is rock solid. I am not, dro- I'm playing on a regular PlayStation four. I'm not dropping any frames. It's pretty much locked 60. Um, that's and good. it runs at 60 on all, all platforms. It's cross progression and cross play. That so is awesome. That's it's um, Yeah. Are you running into any uh, hackers, cheaters on PC yet? How is this infrastructure, the security of it? Have you noticed that? I haven't noticed any hackers. I haven't noticed any cheating yet at all. All your deaths have felt pretty fair. Oh yeah, I mean, when you die, it's it's almost one hundred percent your fault. You know, yeah, Um, you either get flanked or. Yeah, games like this, Counter-Strike, Valorant, you know, anytime you die in these types of shooters, it, it's it's your fault. I mean, technically, any shooter, really, um, it's usually your fault that you died. Um, with the exception of Call of Duty, if you get seen first, you're dead. You know what I mean? If you don't see the right. other person that attacked you. Um, but that still can be your fault. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it's, it seems like a lot of fun. Um, I, I, I'm excited to check this out. And I think for that price point, you know, it has two game modes as opposed to paying $20 for Warface Breakout, uh, which only has one game mode and is still a hot piece of garbage. And I right. think this is uh, this is probably going to put the nail in the coffin in Warface because uh, there's a better game out on PlayStation and it's $5 cheaper. So, yeah. And honestly, it's going to be free to play. And so it, it eventually will go free to play. This is just to kind of get that beta access. You can pay uh, the $15 for the founder pack. There's $60. You get all the characters unlocked and there's a $30 one, which I don't know exactly what it is, but uh, I paid the $15. I got a code for, for Joseph, um, but it's worth 15 bucks hands down. Like it's, it's well worth $15. Good news. They have, news. Eight, they have um, eight maps too. They have eight maps. Like it, they, that's it's not crazy. four maps and two modes. They have eight, they have like fucking eight maps. And each That's map, the- there's only one map I don't like, and it's because I don't, I don't get it yet. You know, like they're they're just they've done a really good job, um, and I, I think they deserve some some credit. They've been very. Are they all different? You. All the maps different enough than the yes. last one? Yeah, that's good. That's yep. and that's the bet. My complaint about Valorant: all the maps are different, but there's only four, and uh, you can learn those pretty easily. And I, I yeah, I, I wish there was more map variety in Valorant, but uh. You been playing anything else? I uh, played some Warzone a couple nights ago. Died to cheaters again. It's just not fun. Like I, I, I just don't have a good time playing Warzone. There are too many people. I, I'm really down on it. Honestly, I, I had a, a rough, rough night. I was playing with my friend, and it was just like I died from a fucking snipe that was super far away. And like I spectated the guy, and he was clearly cheating. So I had to fucking report. It just, 
it's not it's not as fun as I want it to be. I, I like yeah, Apex I, better. I've still been playing Apex, and I, I just think it's a better game. Yeah, I had my fun with uh, uh, Warzone. You know, I had my fun with this. I, I we we both played. I think we've put probably 200, 300 hours into Call of Duty Modern Warfare from last fall until like early spring, and I think we both kind of okay, we're done with that. It's and that's I think that's the the point of video games is to you know find that happy medium and move on. There's so many good things that get released year in and year out that to just kind of dedicate yourself to one game in particular, it's, it's hard to do um, that, uh, which is, t- I'm totally going to contradict myself here in a minute when I talk about one of the games that I've been playing, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, I, I just think there are better games than Warzone out. I think it's just one of the, it's definitely the mainstream game that everybody seems to be playing at the moment, but even so, it, it, I just and it, 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 it'll be it won't go anywhere, and I'm sure I'll I'll come back to it from time to time. It's always going to be there. So, yeah, and it, I mean it's solid. The gameplay, like it plays solid. Um, there's no performance issues. It, it, it's a good game. It's just it's not my preferred BR. What have you been right. playing? Uh, my preferred BR, which is currently Fortnite, still um, still going in. I actually I won two solo matches right before we got on today, back to back actually, and um, which that rarely happens. Able to get two back to back wins in a BR, um, but that and I'm just enjoying getting my challenges. I, I've taken a break uh, because of another game that's uh, that I'm going to talk about. Um, I'm just trying to. I think August 27 is the cutoff for. Uh, this season in Fortnite, so i'm going to try and at least get my uh battle pass done which i only have 40 levels to go which i rank up anytime i play if i sit there and play for a good two hours i get like three to five levels at a time so i'm not too worried about it i'll get it done eventually um the game that i've been sinking my teeth into is uh was Fortnite before Fortnite, it was the world's biggest phenomenon back in 2004. If you can remember back that far, I have been playing the world of Warcraft. I uh, got a buddy of mine that I used to work with at United. And then uh, one of my other good friends, he plays uh, on the Horde and my other friend, he plays on the Alliance. So I've just kind of, I've been reading up on what's coming in December for World of Warcraft. And it's it's looking like it's going to be a change for the better. This expansion that's going to come out seems like it's going to be really, really good. And that's kind of the weird thing that Blizzard keeps doing with these expansions is the one, they always alternate. One's good, one's bad. I don't know why they can't get it right every time, Uh, but it's been that way since like, Everybody consistent, consistently states, you know, Cataclysm they didn't like because it ruined the whole world. And then Mist of Pandaria came out and they kind of liked that. And then Warlords of Draenor came out and they didn't like that. And then Legion came out and that one was really cool. And then Battle for Azeroth, it came out and that one was just all over the place. And now we're getting Shadowlands sometime in December. And they're first of all, the thing I'm excited about is a level squish. Uh, right now, the level cap's 120. They're going to squish that down to 60, back how it used to be. Um, so that means when you go into this expansion, you will go down from level 120 to level 50, and then you de- level in that expansion from 50 to 60. And uh, they're revamping basically new players. So when you start, like as you've seen, you know, for someone that's probably never played World of Warcraft, you know, the game's been out for 16 years. It's very not uh, 
new player friendly. It's, it's very overbearing. Um, it can seem like a lot of systems to get into and learn. And so basically what they're doing is instead of starting you in the starting area for every, uh, race that's in world of Warcraft, that's in that entire, you've seen the map before, uh, instead of yeah. putting you in that starting zone, you're going straight into Shadowlands and starting at level one. And it, it is revamped how to explain how it works. It even, assumes like it, it starts off very monotonous because it assumes you've never played a mouse and keyboard game before it teaches you how to walk WASD things like that but it, it's so cool that they're finally giving new players a, a chance to to sink their teeth in and I think for uh, this expansion that uh, there it Asmongold is one of the top streamers on Twitch and he was quoted the other day saying that it's going to overtake Fortnite it's going to be one of the best uh streamed games once the popular he, he thinks that the popularity is going to get back to where it was i don't think that's possible i don't think they're going to ever get back to like 12 million subscribers um but i do think if they mainline it into a way for new players and make it accessible but at the same time it's very easy right now unless you're in the in-game content so i think if they mainline it to where it's accessible for new players but it's still deep enough for veterans to enjoy the content that's there i i think you're gonna see a increase in wow coming back a little bit and especially with classic is doing very popular right now classic is how the game was in a state it's a completely different client um it's how the game was in uh january of 2005 after their second patch when the game first came out and there's talk that they're going to re-release the the burning crusade which is when i started playing world of warcraft which was a very fun game um I just like MMOs. I've always kind of liked them, but this is the one that I've always loved. I've always come back to. Um, it's just a fun RPG, and I love the reason I love World of Warcraft is the lore. The story of WoW is so good, uh, starting with uh, Warcraft Three, the RTS games back in the day that built this kind of lore. Um, and Chris Metzen, who never, who no longer works at Blizzard, he pretty much designed the world of Azeroth, the world of Warcraft, and the lore. And there's so many good books. There's a currently a uh, a uh, new book out uh, called, I think it's a uh, Shadowbringers. I think that's the name of it. It's it's a new book that's on Audible um, that I got for free, uh, doing a trial, and it, they they just have really good lore. So that's 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 kind of sorry to go off on a tangent there about WoW, but uh, I've been really enjoying it. It's kind of that's weird. great. That's really great. Yeah, I I got into WoW uh, when I was in high school, and holy shit, man, I was it was bad because I was staying up late till like fucking three in the morning i was getting up at six uh i had to st i literally had to stop i was like i can't play this game anymore i'm too tired um but I, I really loved it i loved wow i mean i played it on my fucking i don't even know like a mac like i was playing it like in my bed like it was very strange but um <laughs> yeah i i mean wow's great i'm excited about that new expansion um it it hopefully it can bring a lot of people back because i think it deserves that I, I i think it it has that clout and i think it deserves it it's it's a fucking great game you know i'm glad you're yeah. enjoying it yeah it's in you know it, whether you like it or not you know mostly everybody knows someone that has played world of warcraft uh eventually i think we're gonna do for a main topic we're gonna do uh the 50 most influential video games or 50 most important video games of all time um it's got to be up there. It's got to be in the top 10 because yeah. of what 
it's done for gaming. Uh, there would be no Fortnite, or there would be no explosion of Fortnite if there was no World of Warcraft. Uh, it, it helped bring gaming mainstream. Celebrities like Henry Cavill, Mila Kunis, Robin Williams have all talked about how they play. Henry Cavill still plays well. Uh, he built a new PC the other day. He was on Twitter. Yeah, I saw that. Um, you know, it is just jacked in his uh, cutoff T-shirt, and then, but he was just saying, "I don't know why." I, I, built such a beefy pc just to play well <laughs> so <laughs> it's 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 definitely a game that has pissed its fan base off you know activision blizzard that's a completely topic for another day they're not the greatest uh, uh they don't have their their fan base's best interests it's still expensive it's still you have to pay 14.99 a monthly subscription or you can buy it in bulk for a year and it, it's still expensive but I think the content that is there, it is fun. Uh, if you like RPGs, if you like uh, loot progression and things like that, it's 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 a fun game, um, but it can be addicting. Like, you know, it still is to some people. There's still some people that have lost, lose their jobs, that call into work every time an expansion comes out and stuff. I've been actually pretty good about shutting the computer down at midnight and going to bed. So hopefully I don't get too addicted to it. <laughs> Famous last words. I know, right? So uh, we'll go ahead and go into the news. Uh, we got, let's see how many, I think we got 10 topics on the news today. This is kind of going to be a longer podcast, but we've gotten some feedback last week that, uh, that I've actually heard from several people that they prefer a longer podcast. So that's what we're going to try and deliver to you guys today. Perfect. Kevin, yes. what is our news topic numero uno? Well, our so our main topic is going to be, we're going to talk about... Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, because we talked about this a few days ago. We're going to be talking about both the Xbox and the PlayStation 4 event and kind of just opposing them, right? Yeah, we're just, the main topic is going to be about who is going to be, um, who do we feel like is already winning this generation and the consoles aren't even out yet. We're going to kind of play on the, the thoughts of, uh, you know, uh, console wars a little bit. Um, but it, it is a capitalist business and, you know, both came out and showed press conferences and we'll kind of give our thoughts on both of them and go from there. But uh, news topic number one, Kevin, is all right, is going to be the Xbox Series X showcase event. Every game shown from Halo to Fable. And this is from GameSpot by Steve Watts and Gabe Gerwin. Microsoft held it's July 23rd Xbox Series X game event and featured a ton of new games. Unlike the May presentation that was devoted exclusively to third-party games, this focused heavily on Xbox Series X games from Microsoft's own studios, including the reveal of the gameplay launch title, gameplay for launch title Halo Infinite, plus announcements for new Forza and Fable games. Every single game will be available through Xbox Game Pass. Although some questions have merged about whether some, like the aforementioned Fable and Forza games, will be exclusive to Xbox Series X and PC. There's still a lot to learn about these games and Xbox Series X as a whole, which, as expected, did not get a price or release date. But for now, you can get the full rundown. So I'm going to run down... Um, a lot of the games here i'm going to talk about i'm going to give little excerpts about uh, some of the big ones we're going to start with halo infinite halo infinite was the first game shown during the xbox games showcase narrated by cortana or possibly dr hale has halsley halsley sure as we see the master chief's armor constructed the teaser led directly into gameplay the gameplay demo it featured the same pilot and we saw in 
the teaser trailer at E3 with Master Chief crashing for an emergency landing. How 2006. The Banished have taken over the ring world and the heroes need a slip space drive to leave. A new grappling hook and a few new weapons were also on display. 343 wants this game to be the platform for the next 10 years of Halo rather than stick to numbered installments. Multiplayer hasn't been shown yet, but 343 said we should expect that as we get closer to launch. We'll also likely learn how it connects to Halo 5 Guardians, though the developer says it will be a great entry point for newcomers. So that is Halo Infinite. And then we go on, and they announced Fable as well, being developed by Playground Games. Uh, Yep, that's about it. (laughs) Let's go go by one by one. What What did you think of Halo? Um, I, you know, it seemed like if Halo and Borderlands had a baby and you took generic space monsters and you threw it in Borderlands and with some PS2 graphics <laughs> with, with some very strange textures and choices, I see what they were going for here. The artistic style to kind of bring it back to, um, you know, Halo, uh, the first Halo, but it just, God, man, you've got this brand new system that you're touting the power and all the shit, and you're giving us, you know, what in an open world, all the shit, Halo <laughs> games. It's like, I, and with you know these space monsters that just don't really look that good, and you get you're giving us a, a generic boss, you know, this oh, I'm an evil guy. It's like really, I just, I'm like, I was so excited for it. It was Halo. It was just not what I think people had in mind. And I think the reason why they they, they they came out and they said the textures is still an early build. And I'm telling you, man, it's like it's like I said, it's like I said, I don't think this game is good. A lot of people that think that they're getting this with their launch exclusive Xbox Series X. I don't think that's happening. You know, we talked about last week where uh, you you were you were certain that, you know, it's it's got to be out. And I'm like looking at that trailer didn't have a release date, just said gave very vague holiday 2020, which that could mean is anywhere from Black Friday to January 1st. So I just I don't think that game's coming out this year. I just don't the way it looks. I, I think with the amount of reception it's got, it's basically a meme on the internet now Uh, with the way that it looks. I do not think Halo Infinite is coming out in 2020. You might be right. And, and here's, here's, here's why I think we haven't seen multiplayer yet. No, we have not seen multiplayer. They they showed a screenshot to like, I think yesterday of, of the split screen co-op, but nothing running. And I just, it's, I, they they said we'll, we'll be bringing you uh, our key or what did they say there? We'll be bringing you our, our uh, multiplayer that is so successful at a later date. And I'm like, hmm, that's not a good sign. That's not a it good just, sign. There are just a lot of red flags to, to me about the Halo game. I mean, it's a red flag that, first of all, they're showing us. They felt forced to show us something that clearly wasn't ready. Like Mm-mm. you couldn't get a vertical slice of the game to look good enough. Mm, so that yeah. it did like the internet didn't meme it. I, I mean, come on the now. They're they're sitting here trying to tout that this is the the console to own. That this is going to be power more powerful than some PCs and the main flagship game of your three four three your first party studio that you're to show. It looked like that. 
Like that's I'm that's done. it. Those trees. Go back and look at that, and look at those trees. They're some of the worst trees I've ever seen. And I get it. It's early, and I'm probably gonna get hated on. But my thing is, is like you as a company, you can't say that you're gonna have the best system with the best graphics and the best tech specs, and then show a game that is your first party, your bread and butter, the game that's supposed to make the console, and it doesn't look good. And, and you, you know why? It's because they're fucking making it so that I can still play on the Xbox one. I'm telling you, I'm telling you this game is going to suffer because it's going to be, it's going to look amazing and play amazing on all of them. And that's going to be a problem because it's not going to be the best showcase for Xbox series X. It's just not, You might be. it's not going to be the best showcase. It's very clear. They're like, Oh, this world, you know, it's three times bigger than the last halo, like two halo games combined. Who fucking cares if it doesn't look good. It looks like it plays fine. I mean, it looks like it looks like it plays like halo, but I'll play devil's advocate to that. I am kind of excited to have more of an, a pseudo open world halo. I don't think it's truly open world, but I I think to have something not as linear, I think that's kind of cool, but you're right. You can't just, tout all these things and and that's what you show you just can't do that and then you know uh you know the second thing was you know fable that was what their that was their there's one more thing the game just got leaked that it cut like a month ago that it may be in development and i guarantee that game is super early all we got was a trailer there was no gameplay and so it's like there you know there was no gears uh what what else we got down here we got there was so avowed i will talk about this one this was the only game in my opinion that i'm like stoked about because i like obsidian anything that they put out i'm a big rpg nerd and anything that they put out like from you know fallout new vegas uh to the outer worlds and and things like that like i i like these games that obsidian is doing avowed is a basically uh, first person. I don't know if you can go third person like you can in the Elder Scrolls, but uh, it's almost like their version of the Elder Scrolls, but it's set in the uh, oh um, Pillars of Eternity universe. Mm. And I think that's awesome. So that was the only game that really kind of got me pumped. And But other than that, you know, there was no Gears. There was no, um, you know, Splinter Cell or anything like that that you thought that they could come out with. Uh, Destiny 2 looked great on the Series X. I will talk about that. Yeah. There's there's a lot to there's a lot to break down here. I mean, Avowed is probably was probably the best game they showed and they barely showed anything of it. It's a game I was most excited about. Forza looked great. State of Decay 3, who knows? We we literally are just seeing fucking trailers for all these games. It's it's really unbelievably ridiculous. Crossfire the, X is going to have a campaign, cool, but everyone said the multiplayer beta or whatever was trash. Um, so they're like, "Well, I'm excited about the single player because the multiplayer sucked." And it's like, I thought Crossfire was supposed to be like a multiplayer based game. You know, I thought it was supposed to be. It, yeah, it is, and I, I don't. That's like their. That's like that. That was the one that I couldn't for all those podcasts. I couldn't remember the damn name of the game. That's that Counter Strike kind of. Uh, clone that is xbox exclusive it's not even coming to pc and i guess they're making a single player campaign for it which it looked cool but just man like for this to be their showcase i was very very underwhelmed and the fact that uh and we'll talk about more of this in the main topic but um and i guess you can probably already infer which side we're leaning towards um but 
as far as the actual conference went, I I really thought we would have talked more about the system itself too, and they didn't. Yeah, I I was. I guess for me, as I was watching it, I I just was. They missed the mark for me because a lot of these games are also coming to PS Five. Um, so yeah. that's that's another strange thing is that there are like six or seven games in here that are also going to be coming to PS Five. They might be mm-hmm. exclude like launch exclusives on Series X, but as we know today, Cuphead just came out on PS Four. Um, you know, so now all the PS4 players now have Cuphead. That was a huge thing that that Xbox had. Their exclusivity deal, I think, either ran up or yeah, they my, wanted to sell it. Microsoft over to Sony. owns that IP. Microsoft owns it, right? So they they gave the right mm-hmm. over to Sony to to sell it. Um, so. because they're they they want the cash and they know PlayStation players would love a game like that. It yeah yeah going, there was watched. Sorry, go ahead. I was about to say, going going and looking at the juxtaposition, you mentioned Destiny 2. Looking at Destiny 2 and Halo and and having them in the same... Con- like, in the same... Yeah. It just... Destiny looked really good. And it's- it looked interesting. It looked like it was doing new things. You know, new powers, new this. It's, you know, it's going to support... On, on Xbox Series X, it's going to be 4K60. I mean, these are... And it's going to be included in game pass like this is huge and 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 the best thing that came out of this was that all of these games are going to be available on game pass that's fucking massive and that is that is great for xbox because and it's like i told kevin during the conference we didn't get to live stream it because i was at work and uh kevin was having some technical issues um but i was we were texting each other back and forth and i i said you know all these games being on games pass this is the win for them because uh, to say that, yeah, you're going to own our system, uh, you have to pay $9 a month. And I'm sure at some point, uh, given the quality and the quantity of games that they are going to have on this, I'm sure that price point will go up at some point. But for right now, it's $9.99. And, you know, you get all access to all these games. We've, we've hyped up Xbox Game Pass so much on this podcast. It's a hell of a deal. You would be stupid if you own Xbox Series X and you pay $60 for any video game that comes out on that system, especially if it's exclusive because it's going to be on games pass. Whereas you can have pay $9 a month and basically try anything you want. And so I just think that is huge for them. I I think it's a gamble uh, because you, you may get into a situation where you have more subscribers than you are for your first party developers like three, four, three, like maybe they won't be getting as much money as they could have, if they wouldn't have put it on games pass. Um, I'm really surprised that every game is going to be available on games pass at launch because you would kind of think, well, let it get out there in the wild, let people buy it for $60. Cause that just makes sense from a financial standpoint, right? Yeah. That they wouldn't do that that way. But yeah, being on games pass, I think is a huge deal. Um, what do you think? Yeah, that was the big takeaway for me was that, they're all anyone who owns an Xbox is going to get these games uh, and they're going to get them for uh, what is essentially a discounted price. And that that's huge um, because and when you look at it that way, it, it it feels weird to say, but it's if you're getting the game, if you're getting however many games for, you know, I don't even know. Right. For 10, let's say 10 bucks a month and you're getting Halo and you're getting Fable and you're getting Avowed, even if these games are really far out, some of them like, uh, you know, Avowed is fucking who knows probably three four years state of decay probably two years away forza is going to come out we know that um uh, hellblade 2 is early early in development 
um, Fable super early in development. So you're going to have to wait for these games. Like they're they're not coming anytime soon. Two, three years down the line at the earliest. Um, but, but they have they... so many games available right now. You know, you've got all the Halos. You've got Fallout 76. You have Sea of Thieves, Forza Horizon 4, State of Decay 2, Ark, uh, the new, um, what was it? The new Metro, all the Yakuza's, uh no man's sky there's there's ton all the gears of wars like there's tons of games oh yeah and and that's and that's the thing right is that they, those can that can probably hold you over until these games come out mm-hmm. um and and when they do you'll get them that's the biggest win and and they don't i don't know if 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 this is the right thing to say but if i'm on game pass and a game's not as good as i want it to be I didn't pay 60 bucks for it, so it's not that big of a deal to me. If State of Decay 3 is literally just State of Decay 2, which was just State of Decay 1, I don't know if people are going to be that mad because they're paying they're it, paying they're playing it off of yeah, yeah they're, it's off a of Game Pass. So it's it's a little it's a little cheeky to me, I think. Um, and obviously Hellblade's going to be great, Avowed's going to be great, Fable hopefully will be really really good as well. Um, I'm excited uh, for that game. I, I'm Do excited you- to play it. Do you think that there's somebody internally that's looked at what they have to offer and they're like, guys, we can't justify paying people paying $60 for this games. We got it. Let's just put everything on games pass and roll the dice. You know what I mean? Are they, they are, are they so not believing in their own product or are they think, I think like we've said uh, that we'll talk about later, they may just be moving towards a games as a service type company and not a console video game product first type company like Sony. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not, I really don't know. They just invested all the all that money into new studios and all this, ramping everything up. I I think I th- I think they might be a little underwhelmed with some of these projects. Um, that's for sure. And I know that you know Forza doesn't. I I don't think it sells as well as it used to. Um, mainly just because there aren't as many Xboxes out in the wild right now. Um, yeah. so it. it it's tough. The subscription based, I think is where things are headed. And if Sony wants to compete, they better come out with something like this. They better come out with something like this and come out with it fast. I have an idea and we'll, we'll, we'll touch more about this when we get done with the news, but uh, we'll moving on. Um, Number two, Fable on Xbox Series X will balance old and new ideas. This comes via Joe Scrubbles at IGN.com. Playground Games, Fable, will balance the original ideas with brand new ones, according to an Xbox executive. Speaking to The Guardian, head of Xbox Game Studios, Matt Booty, great name, explained that Playground is very much looking forward to Fable's past while thinking about it, what fresh mechanics it could add. With any kind of franchise like that, you have it existing versions. There's always that balance between what you're going to bring forward, what still stands up, and what you have to do to add that's new. It's like challenging of making a new Star Wars movie. There's stuff that everyone wants to bring along, but then you've got the responsibility that to new places and to trust uh, playground has a good vision for that as for why playground has chosen to take on the project booty pointed out to the studio's past work on forza horizons open world and its passion for fable yeah because uh open world rpgs and racing games that that's the what i fucking think about when i <laughs> think about those two together <laughs> 
Anyway, I just uh, quote, I just look at what Playground has done with the Horizon series, that attention to detail, the ability to represent these naturalistic landscapes. They also have a real passion for the IP and a unique point of view on what's core to Fable. Everything I've seen as the game progresses tells me this is going to be a very high quality release, end quote. Basically, they were the only people that were uh, (laughs) that stepped up to work on a Fable game is what I'm hearing from that. Um but there has been rumor uh, that and it, this game does look good. The, the screenshots that we've seen, uh, the um, the trailer, I hope the fidelity in the gameplay holds up, which I'm sure it'll look good. I just hope. Have you ever played a Fable game? No, they're really good. Um, Fable 2 is one of my probably top 25 ish. It's up there. It's a great game. Uh, I love any, you know, I love high fantasy. I love RPGs. Um they're they're fun and they're cute and they tell these little stories and they're kind of like they're they're kind of in between for kids and adults um it's just a, i wish they would have went in bed more with fable than trying to uh then like things like forza and um not gears but like i wish fable was more of a a mainstay in in the xbox lineup like cuz it could be one of those IPs that's exclusive that could compete with Sony if they would have put a time and a team into it. And it seems like they're finally trying to do that. But, uh, you know, we've seen things on the internet that this might be an MMO. And from what I'm hearing and reading, it's going to be online components. Like you can play online and co-op the whole thing with MMO elements. I don't know how that's going to play out, but, uh, that sounds cool as fuck. It does sound very cool. And I, I, I really, we've we've knocked on xbox hard to start this podcast and we probably are going to end off knocking them hard but they've done that to themselves i really hope fable can be one of those games to kind of bring that ship afloat you know what i mean yeah me too i i'm i like i said i'm i'm excited about fable i'm excited to play a fable game uh i'm excited i'm it's it's i don't think it's gonna suck you know i they just they have a lot to live up to and the hype and they're also announcing it really early. It's early. It, it's pretty early in development. It's not coming Got out for it. another two years, three years. Showing games this early, it you better it better be good, you know. Like yeah. because if you're getting people hype and you're telling people it's going to be fucking really good, and they're we're taking all the new things and we're putting them together, it's going to be this super game, you know. Ba ba ba. It's going to be high quality, um, you know. Kind of pointing a finger that or or or. The subtext there is that it's going to be a high quality game on par with what you're playing on PlayStation and, and what right. you're seeing out of Ubisoft and, and these other it's going to be it's going to be that. And that's what he's saying. Don't worry. Yeah. Like, we've got you. And, and I, 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 I hope so. Me too. Yeah, I, I think they What's can do it. I, I think they can do it. Number three yeah, for sure is going to be Witcher Blood Origin Netflix spinoff series announced by Matt Perslow. Netflix announced Witcher Blood Origin, a new spinoff prequel series set in the same world as The Witcher. A new tweet from the Netflix account state or the Netflix Twitter account says that the series will look at a period of 1,200 years before the Witcher's protagonist, Geralt of Rivia, walked the lands of the Northern Kingdoms. The prequel series will focus on how the Witcher was created. It's going to the six part live action show will be developed by the series' showrunner Lauren Schmidt Hisrich and Declan De- uh, Debara, who wrote season one, episode one God of Bank with Bastards and Burials. Very cool. 
very cool. More Witcher, never a bad thing. I don't think in any capacity. Yeah. Uh, cool. I mean, I, I'm always a little weird about video games and TV shows and, and movies. And I'm always like, uh, but I know people really like the Witcher, the Witcher series. So that's, that's good. I know the biggest issue I think people had with it and correct me if, if I'm wrong, I, I'm pretty sure you've watched it is the, it takes place out of sequence. So it's always jumping around time-wise. Yeah, and they tried to, so the very first book is called The Last Wish, and this is, the series is based more on the books than any of the video games. Um, The very first book, The Last Wish, is told by Geralt himself in succession with short stories. Uh, There's one over-branching arc that is happening, but that's that's every other chapter and every other chapter is another short story. And they tried to do execute that on film and it just didn't work. It was my wife didn't really know anything about the story of the Witcher and it was very convoluted and was hard to follow. And so I had to pause there and after episode three and kind of catch her up and explain to her the lore and everything that was going on because they did. It. That was another thing too. Um, to put something on Netflix even though the Witcher three is one of the best selling video games of all time and is very popular just because it is that doesn't mean everybody Netflix is huge, more big. They're, they're a, they're a bigger corporation. More people are watching Netflix than played the Witcher three. Right? So there's going to be people watching your show that don't necessarily understand these characters. And they did a very job explaining who Geralt is, where he comes from. Um, they're saying that season two is going to kind of, uh, not necessarily retcon a lot of things, but correct it. It's going to have a one linear story. And w- the good thing is, is all the other books too are, are more linear and cohesive. So um, I think with this just being kind of a, I think this is kind of a step in the right direction to be like, okay, it, it sounds like they're signing in with Henry Cavill and trying to make this like a game of Thrones type series to be on for a while. And they probably want to give some backstory to it. And I think that's what they're trying to do with this mini series. Great. You love to see so, it. Yeah, for sure. What do, you, uh, what do we got for number? What is this? Four? Four. Number four. This comes to you via Adam Bankhurst at IGN. Ghost of Tsushima is PS4's fastest selling first party original IP debut. Now, that's, that's a lot of words. It's like, yeah, we're the fastest selling first party original IP debut ever. <laughs> <laughs> um Ghost of Tsushima has become PlayStation 4's fastest-selling first-party original IP debut with over 2.4 million units sold globally in the first three days of its release. That is very impressive. And so what this means uh, in layman's terms is a game that was created and doesn't have any prequels or sequels, and it's the first of its kind, is the best, fastest-selling ever. And for comparison, Horizon Zero Dawn sold over 2.6 in its first two weeks, but this did 2.4 in three days. So big, big numbers. Ghost of Tsushima is a success. Um, I, I think, uh, I can't wait to play this. Like I said, I'm going to wait till I get a 4k TV and I may wait till it's out on PS five, but Kevin's playing it just cause he's down on it now. doesn't mean he, it's a bad game by any means. He still loves it. Right. Yeah. No, it's a, it's fucking fantastic. It, it's a great game. I, it's not that I'm down on it. It's just that I don't feel like playing it at the moment it's not pulling me back to play it but it's phenomenal like i i every time i play it i'm like this game is really great it's solid it runs oh my god they literally had to add time to the loading screens uh so that you could read the instructions that's how well it runs like it's it's great you know i i what i like about 
this game, even though I haven't played it yet. What I like about what Sucker Punch has done is what a lot of these Sony first party studios are doing. We know what Naughty Dog can do, but seeing things, games like Gorilla get out of their norm of kill zone and make Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, you know, seeing Sucker Punch, you know, leave Infamous behind and make this open world feudal Japanese samurai game, uh, you know, Sony Santa Monica basically flipping the script on how we view God of War and, and making just this phenomenal game. I love what these first party studios with Sony are doing, showing that they're not just a, a one-sided coin, that they can kind of be a jack of all trades. It's it's very, very cool to see that they 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 have Sony has some of the best developers in the world right underneath them and they're they're showcasing their versatility. Yeah, no, I agree. And 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 Ghost is really great. You'll see a little Sly Cooper element in there sometimes with some of the stealth and and it's it's really good. Like it's really really good. Yep, yep, for sure. Uh what do all we right. got for number 5, Kev? Destroy All Humans is out now. Uh a cult classic Destroy All Humans returns this week from some fancy new with some fancy new graphics. This is from Zach Zwiezen at Kotaku. Um, I played the demo for the game a few weeks back. I'm excited to play the whole game as a whole as I can. I'm a big fan of the game back in the day, and this remake feels like the original, but runs, looks, and plays better. So this is exactly what I wanted. I'm a sucker for the 50s era sci-fi mixed with wacky video game shenanigans. So it is out. Um, the reviews are in. Metacritic, I think it's uh, last time I checked, was sitting kind of around a 7. Um, the big knock is that they didn't redo any of the voiceovers. So a lot of the voiceovers sound like, shit apparently um but it's still fun a cool sandbox to play in um and if you didn't play it back in the day uh it's good it's a good game pick it up did you play it back then i did i played it yeah i I liked it it wasn't my cup of tea but i I really did like it i never played it but i I heard it kind of like did develop this cult following there was like some rts games and stuff that have been released in that universe but this is this is it's third person right like you just go in and you kind of wreak havoc it's almost like a sandbox of just destroying the world as an alien right yes that's basically what it is yep it it looks cool i looked at it and the art style looks kind of different and things like that um but yeah i I think it's always cool to see these old remake games i still need to go play uh, a game that i loved was uh, with sword sir daniel fortescue um the old uh uh Oh, what the medieval series and yep. they remade that and I still haven't played that yet. Um, I haven't played it either. I, 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 I thought about picking it up and okay. Is this true or false? I've seen this. Are people getting a $10 voucher from Sony because of 10 years of PlayStation plus? Is that a thing? I've seen that coming out that people should be that. seeing a $10 credit in their account this week sometime. Really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's happening. I think my PlayStation plus is expired. I guess I should renew it to see if I get it. <laughs> Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I, I don't know. I hadn't heard of that. That's that's that is super cool. If that's the case, I mean, 10 bucks, you know, the games go on sale all the time. You can find a pretty decent game for nine ninety nine. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Let me see. Let me see. Dollar credit. I'm just going to search it here real quick. See what I can come up with. Um, Sony's giving away a $10 credit to some PlayStation Plus members. Yep. To some. Why just some? What does it say? I don't know. Let's find out. This is from GameSpot. Uh, Jeremy Winslow Jeremy Winslow said uh, (laughs) having launched a decade ago in June 2010 during the PlayStation 3 era Sony is now celebrating PlayStation Plus's 10 year anniversary by giving loyal subscribers PlayStation Store credit for free Sony is handing out a 
free $10 credit to some PlayStation Plus subscribers. There's no need to redeem a code or anything on your part. Uh, the credit you should receive will be automatically awarded to you and will sit in your PlayStation wallet. Thank you for choosing PlayStation Plus. The notification message says from the company reads... Uh, it is unclear exactly what the requirements are to receive the $10 credit. Some at GameSpot have received the credit, others have not. We've contacted Sony to clarify on the matter, but those of you who received it thus seem to be have... Basically, the people that have gotten it have been subscribed for years. Um, so, okay. yeah. Well, we'll see. Well, if you're listening, you may or may not have $10 on your PlayStation account. I'd go check that out. I'm going to do the same. I've been a PlayStation Plus subscriber for many, many years. So hopefully, same. hopefully I get that. Uh, let's see. Number six, Mega Man live action film is still happening and big news is coming soon. So before I get into this, I am one of the biggest Mega Man nerds on the planet. I love everything Mega Man related. I, uh, on my desk right now, I have one, two, three, four, five, so like, like 12 Mega Man action figures just cause that's what I collect. Like I'll go into like antique shops and see if I can find anything Mega Man related. I had no idea they were making a fucking movie. About Mega Man. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> I heard rumors of it a long time ago, but I was hoping I, they weren't real. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I had thought I had heard that, but I wasn't sure. And like to know it's live action, that is just, absolutely terrifying but anyway i digress adam bankhurst at ign writes while it's been a while since we've heard any updates on the live action film based on Mega Man, directors henry juiced and ariel schumann have confirmed that it is still happening and the big news should be coming soon you would think they'd fucking know if it was or not <laughs> yeah you would think Speaking to IGN's Terry Schwartz on IGN's Comic-Con home live stream for their film project power, Juiced and Shulman were asked about the Mega Man film that they've been attached to since 2018. Schwartz also asked if it was true that the project power writer Matt Madison Tomlin was on board to write the script. That is true, Juice answered. We have had such a great time working with Matson on Project Power that we invited him to help us out with Mega Man. We are super excited about it. I think we're going to have some big news about it soon. I can't say all that much right now, but it's a project very near and dear to our hearts. We are psyched, end quote. So near and dear to their hearts that they haven't touched it for two years. <laughs> yeah, they love it. Oh, it's their favorite thing ever that they haven't done anything on in two years. The reason I put this in the news is because in this article, IGN goes on to talk about uh, every mini video game movie in development, almost. <laughs> um, right. And it starts off, uh, some of these I didn't even know. Uh, uh, let's see. Number one is uh, Without Remorse slash Rainbow Six. Michael B. Jordan will star as John Clark in two of Paramount's planned Rainbow Six Siege movies based on the Tom Clancy books, Rainbow Six and without remorse without remorse is scheduled for release in September, 2020. So release date now says October 2nd, 2020. I had no idea they were making a rainbow six siege movie. I didn't and know. I'm either. sure this will probably just be your Gennaro generic, uh, war movie. You know what I mean? Action movie with, uh, Michael right, B. Jordan. With I'm sure operators it, and with, with Michael B. Jordan, it may not be that bad. Um, mortal Kombat. At one point, New Line had a second sequel to 1995's Mortal Kombat in the works, but now the studio is rebooting the series entirely with The Conjuring's James Wan, ooh, that might not be bad, as producer and Simon McCoy directing. The cast includes Tedanabu Asano as Raiden. Raiden. I'm going Metal Gear on you. Makad Brooks as Jackson Briggs. Ludi Lin as Liu Kang. Jessica McNanamy as Sonya Blade. 
Hiroruki Sonata as Scorpion, Joe Taslim as Sub-Zero, sorry I'm butchering these names, and Louis Tan in an undisclosed role. Production wrapped, production wrapped in December 2019, suggesting a reboot should meet its January 2021 20, release date. That's cool. I didn't know uh, the game or the movie has already been finished production. That's kind of cool. So yeah, that is I, I think I think a new Mortal Kombat, we are definitely overdue with that. And I, I would definitely be down to see it. It's Mortal Kombat. So there's there's really no risk in something like a fighting game, right? Because you can basic, basically make your own story. Yeah. I know Mortal Kombat has a story, but... I think you're playing it safe to that, right? It's not like The Last of Us or Uncharted that already has developed characters. Yeah, it's definitely easier to make a Mortal Kombat movie than it is a lot of other video game franchises, I think. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I like the OG movie. It's campy and corny and and Mortal Kombat. It's, it's, a, good, it's a good waste of an hour and a half if you want to just sit down and watch something that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, Tomb Raider 2, despite mediocre reviews from 2018's Tomb Raider, which it wasn't a bad movie. I, I didn't mind it. It was kind of set up along the how the games are now. Um, one of her main weapons was the infamous pickaxe that you get in the three Tomb Raider games that are out today. Right, um, right. Alicia Vikander, who is absolutely dropped dead gorgeous, has expressed interest in reprising the role, which I hope they don't like. Why would you make Tomb Raider 2? and not have the same actress if if don't don't pull a james bond with that you know what i mean yeah this next one i think is completely stupid i don't know how this is going to work uh, but there's already been shots there's that famous screenshot with the large sword uh paula ws anderson and mila jovanovich are doing the monster hunter what do you think about that one uh maybe <laughs> i mean <laughs> Uh, maybe, uh, Monster Hunter is really like, I mean, it's, it's super, super Japanese and it, in the way it's delivered and the way the characters are and the world is built. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they marry that or they completely change it and throw it out the window. I don't know. I I don't know. Yeah. This list goes on. There's tons of things like Detective Pikachu 2, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Mass Effect, Mega Man, Gears of War, Call of Duty, Borderlands, Half-Life, Halo, Fallout, The Last of Us, Silent Hill sequel, Just Cause, Firewatch, Shinobi, Missile Command, Assassin's Creed 2. Yeah, I think the uh, point of that is just that there's a lot of video game adaptions being made into movies that probably shouldn't be. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Just make more video games. Why don't you just make yeah. more good video games? I think that's probably the best uh, the best case scenario for everybody. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of Mega Man fans, instead of getting a Mega Man movie, they'd love Mega Man 12 or Mega Man X10. Right. You know, so what do we got for number seven, Kevin? This is a, this is a pretty fun rhyme. one. This is a pretty fun one. Uh, G4 teases a return in, in some form. G4, the video game-focused TV network, has teased a possible return in 2021. A teaser video that debuted during Comic-Con at home on IGN alluded that to the network's return. The teaser included a number of references to the running jokes from the network shows, including the Golden Mullet Award, Sessler's Soapbox, and Rot Gut. It ends on a game of Pong, the game played at both the beginning and end of the network's lifespan, before being interrupted by the appearance of the G4 logo, the date 2021, and tagline, We Never Stop Playing. 
What a- what that actually means isn't fully clear at this point. The original G4 network ceased broadcasting in 2014. Uh, it could be that the network itself will return. It could be an online channel or taking a different form altogether. Uh, the G4 TV Twitter account has seemingly reactivated simply to post the trailer. Ex-host Adam Sessler has called it a curious turn of events, while the former X-Play host Morgan Webb joked, I'm impressed someone remembered the password to the Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Attack of the Show host Olivia Munn referenced her time on the show in response to the tease, as did fellow AOTS host Kevin Pereira wrote, something that is not pulling up on the article. So cool. Uh, Other hosts like Allison Hayslip also commented on the return saying also there were legitimate tears in my eyes hearing those three notes at the end. So yeah, G4 is coming back in some way. Um, uh, What do you think about all this? I'm sorry. I, uh, you say Olivia Munn and my brain just kind of tends to wander <laughs> off into a, a, a wonderland. Um, no, I, I think this is awesome. Uh, G4. I'm a huge fan. Uh, if anybody knows me knows that I love the guys at Funhouse. Uh, they all started at G4 TV and I was a huge fan of G4 back in the day, extended play or X play that it later became known as with Morgan Webb and Adam Sessler. Um, you know, Adam Sessler is one of the driving forces behind the game that made me and Kevin f- become friends. Uh, he helped, uh, Ilphonic get Friday the 13th out. And so I, 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 th- I, I think a lot of gamers that grew up watching G4 hold G4 near and dear to their hearts. And I think this is just cool. Um, Granted, I don't know what capacity, I but I, I hope it would be some kind of network show or maybe a YouTube channel that they put all the shows that they used to have onto YouTube. I think that would do great. Um, I could see it coming to something like HBO Max or some Netflix, maybe. Uh, I, I don't know. I think it's cool, though. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, I'm not the biggest Adam Sessler fan. He's a little uh, he's a little out there for me uh, with some yeah, of the, he is the shit a that he eccentric. says. He yeah, I, I used to really like X-Play. It was my favorite show, um, but I, I can't really with Adam Sessler anymore, so I'm kind of hoping he doesn't have anything to do with it. Uh, <laughs> Maybe if, it'll just if, be Morgan Webb. Yeah, oh, I would. Yeah, I mean, give me more Morgan Webb and no Adam Sessler, and I'll be watching. I'll be tuning in. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> you, I give Sessler. Game, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I give that game four out of five out of five <laughs> <laughs> and we give destroy Ses- all humans on xbox a three out of five out of five <laughs> god yeah i remember that so good oh man uh number eight the clowns worked red dead redemption 2 is getting a massive new update for their multiplayer or so they claim this comes to you via Adam, Matt Perslau out of IGN. I think I'm having a stroke here. Uh, Red Dead Online <laughs> is set to receive a massive update next week that adds a new frontier pursuit as well as tons of community requested features. The update will land t- Tuesday, July 28th. The front, So that's today. The frontier pursuit has yet to be detailed, but Rockstar promises that it's an all new role focused on naturalism. In addition, the update adds a new outlaw pass, which is basically their version of the battle pass a variety of community requested features and fixes as well as a vague promise of more to discover in months to come uh the update comes in the wake of an in-game protest that was made by players upset by the lack of updates for red dead online earlier this week players gathered in mass dressed as clowns to signal their disappointment in the amount of content basically stating 
we are the clowns playing this game by rockstar and uh we put this in there because uh yeah the rockstar i don't understand how they can have a game as beautiful as massive as fun as red dead redemption 2 and not give it the same treatment they did with GTA with their online. That just blows my mind. I I was so stoked for Red Dead Online when Red Dead came out. I was like, this is gonna be the this is gonna be like an MMO in the old west, and it just isn't. It's so disappointingly bad. Um, hopefully they can salvage it, but I just like, is anybody gonna give a shit? No, they won't. And there's I mean, there's not a lot of people that fucking play Red Dead 2 online. They're really I'm sure the player base Mm-mm. is not that large. And Rockstar, I think I think developing stuff for that world is just inherently more difficult than it is for GTA. And they're making so much more money on GTA. I don't I mean, it sucks for the people that really like Red Dead and think that it's Rockstar. So they were going to update it and make sure they had a lot of content and do stuff they did with GTA. But it just yeah, Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I love the protest. I thought it was really well done. Um, and it obviously got their attention. So <laughs> it was well, it was well received. It was it was a uh, you know it's up there with Black Lives Matter. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just the way I you saw the picture all so over Twitter. I, I saw the picture on Twitter and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And I clicked on it, and I, I just think it, it it's pretty clickbaity. Everybody yeah, in clown I mean, masks and shit. It's it was a and, and literally calling themselves clowns. Like what fucking kind of waste of time do you have that it, video games are already viewed as a waste of time and you're just going to dress up as a clown and not do anything like yeah. <laughs> go play something else. But hey, congrats. You won. You got Rockstar to say, oh, yeah, we'll we'll put in some more fucking horses. <laughs> <laughs> we'll 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 expand the world. So it takes longer to get from one side to the other. Uh, yeah. and no fast travel. Um, all right. Next story. Anthem won't die just yet. 2.0 images are Darn. off on Twitter. <laughs> uh, this comes from Stephanie Noonley at VG247. Uh, so Christian Daly, studio director of BioWare Austin, shared some concept art for Anthem 2.0 on Twitter. Excuse me. Showing off a pirate faction and its creepy skull base. Uh, the pirate <laughs> faction was shown off earlier this month, as you can see below. Uh, the tweet says it's going well. Hopefully you can spotlight some of the focus areas soon. Player autonomy, proper progression, loot and javelin, end game pirates. What topics would you like to see? And it's this picture of a pir- pirate looking uh, space what? creature uh, with, <laughs> with what looks like a grenade launcher, a single handed grenade launcher um, with a shadow. <laughs> And uh, that's what it looks like. And a whole lot of who gives a fuck. (laughs) And uh, if this image alone gets people excited for Anthem 2.0, I don't know. Uh, There there is a cooler image, though, that they posted. Concept art. Yeah, it's concept concept art. art. (laughs) And it says, lots of good discussion around our pirate friends and new factions. We want to share more on factions and the part they play in the future. One common question, though, is where do the pirates live? Here, of course. Happy Friday, all. And it is a picture that looks a little bit like if Avatar fucked Pirates of the Caribbean. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and yeah. And there were and there were 
and destiny's thrown in there a little bit. Uh, that's oh kind of God. what it looks like. Um, you know, poor uh, fucking yeah. Bioware, dude. Like, goddamn, just just let it go. Like, nobody wants to play this piece of shit game. Y'all fucked up. Y'all, you just like that's that. No one cares. And it's it's sad that they're just sitting here. You know, I just picture some guy with a whip, and it's just like fucking hot, and it's just all these Bioware people with their computers, and they're just like, make the fucking game. <laughs> like, That's you know, what it just, seems like they won't let this thing die. Like, just move on, move on to a new Mass Effect or Dragon Age. Like people want, like stop working on this. And yeah, and it's their it's their small studio. It's their Austin studio that's doing it, right? That's that's their isn't that kind of like the awkward love child studio? I mean, I don't yeah. want to be rude, but that's kind of it's it's their lesser studio. They have a couple Bioware studios and Austin, the Austin branch usually is a massive like assist. So they they're helping and they get allocated specific projects from the bigger Bioware teams from how I understand it. Am I wrong about that? No, I, th- I think that's pretty much the nail on the head of how this is going. And yeah, I know, I know there is another team working on, you know, they've said that they're making Dragon Age 4 and, but it's just like, I, you know what this is? This is EA saying, looking at the money that, you know, WoW makes Activision Blizzard, the money, the amount of money that Destiny made Activision, they're like, we got to have this games as a service. This has to be it. Fix it. Fix it. Do these things. And instead of letting the company just make what the fuck they wanted to make with the original Anthem, like they how they wanted it to go, instead of getting in their way and worrying about shareholders, like that's what happens. When you have a bunch of people that don't know jack shit about video games or what makes them fun, and you're just trying to bank on what makes video games addicting, like loot boxes and things like this, you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> like this is, yeah. this is probably the, in my opinion, Fallout 76 isn't even a big a failure as this because there's people actually enjoying for some reason and loving that game and continuing to support Fallout 76, uh, with their plastic duffel bag that they got, <laughs> but <laughs> there's no excuse for Anthem. Like, and people, I know there's probably somebody out there that loves it. There's there's a video game for everybody, but when you tout something, it's a massive failure is what I'm getting at. This is probably one of the biggest massive failures in gaming history. I, I agree. And I was really excited for Anthem um, because it's third person. I love third person games. I don't know why I love third person shooters, especially. Um, I just I like them. I like the way they feel. I, li- I, I like the entire aspect. And it was going to be, you know, somewhat like Destiny. I love Destiny. It was going to be loot. There was going to be this. It was going to be that. And then I started, you know, really listening closely to what they were saying about Anthem. And then I started listening to what the hands-on impressions that all of these people were getting. And I was like, oh, this this actually is not going to be good. Um, it's going to flop mm-hmm. because there's no longevity here. And I remember Fran Marabella um, played it at some kind of private private event and came back and was like, yeah, you know, it's really fun. You know, Fran talks and... Um, he was like, but I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned about the longevity, you know, coming from destiny and seeing how they've done things. And in that, when he said that they weren't doing as good of a job as destiny was in making sure the loot was good, basically like there was a good loot pool and things were different enough. I knew it was, it was bad news bears. Yeah, it's 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 a sinking ship and it's basically become I mean, as you could tell from our laughter throughout that whole fucking article, 
it, it's become a meme at this point. It's, it's just a joke. And, you know, Bioware used to make some of the best games ever made. And it's just my, oh my, how the mighty have fallen. And I know they've lost a lot of their core people that did make Bioware great. But the same thing is, is like, you're still Bioware and you still have a reputation to live up to. And when your company doesn't make that status quo or, or make that uh, peak that they know, we, we all know that they're capable of hitting, you know, it, it's sad. And I, I think with given EA's, you know, hand of God that they shut shoot studios down left and right. You know, they shut down a successful studio that was making successful games in dead space. So, uh, they, I'm telling you, Bioware is not safe from their hand in any, at any means they could be gone tomorrow. You know yeah. what I mean? So, uh, our final news topic, uh, we'll actually talk about a good video game here. Uh, this also comes to you via Stephanie Nunley at VG247.com. The Outer Worlds first expansion, Peril on Gorgon, is out this September. The Outer Worlds is getting a new DLC, and it's called Peril on Gorgon. This is the first expansion to arrive for the Outer Worlds, and it expands the reaches of the Halcyon colony. The DLC takes players to the Gorgon asteroid to investigate the mysterious origin of Adrena Time. During your shift, you'll find new board-approved weapons, armor, flaws, and the same freedom to approach your problems. The level cap is increasing to level 33 with new perks and skills. Peril on Gorgon will be available September 9th for $14.99 or as part of the Outer Worlds expansion pass will get you both Paralon Gorgon and Murder on Eridanos for $24.99. Xbox Game Pass subscribers will save 10% on the DLCs. So, more Outer Worlds, which I need to go back and finish. Outer Worlds is a great game. Um, once, you know, like Obsidian and the, like the things that we've touted about before. Uh, plays like Fallout New Vegas if you hadn't played it. Uh, did you play Outer Worlds, Kevin? No, I didn't. It's still one of those games I want to play. I wanted to play it on Switch, I think, but I heard it ran like shit on there, so I didn't end up uh, pulling the trigger. But I hear it's great. It's it's really fun. Um, I just I think I was in that open world fatigue at the time. I was so deep in The Witcher Three, trying to get through all the expansions and things like that, which I still haven't finished Blood and Wine yet. I need to go back to that at some point. Uh, but yeah, I, I had not finished. Uh, Outer Worlds, but it's a great game, and you know, for that that price, uh, I'm sure you're going to be getting some pretty decent DLC out of it. Um, but that's it for the news. We're going to go ahead and go right into our main topic, which you know we had Sony's press conference back in June. Microsoft's was last week. Uh, we kind of touched in on our first news story about kind of the things that we thought about that press conference and how it went and the state of Microsoft. Kevin, in your opinion, neither one of these consoles are out yet. Neither one of them. We don't know the price. We don't know when they're coming out. Who is winning so far? It's a tough question. And it's tough is because, it? <laughs> well, it, it, it is in this sense. It is in that Xbox Game Pass is so great. And it's such a good value that it makes it makes the question a little bit more difficult. If you take Xbox Game Pass out of it, it would be no question Sony would have the upper hand here. Now, I want to read, actually, I pulled up an article on Xbox games confirmed for the PlayStation platforms. So these are these are games that were shown at Xbox the 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 showcase that are confirmed for PlayStation platforms okay so the outer worlds 
is coming, the expansion, Psychonauts 2, Tetris Effect Connected, and Balin Wonderland, which I think is that musical theater-based game from Square Enix that looks so weird and strange, and I need to play it because it combines two things I love. So uh, those are confirmed. Now, here are games that could come because the Xbox said that they were console launch exclusives, which means that at some point you think they're going to come to PS5, right? Um, one of them is Stalker 2, Warhammer, 40,000, Dark Tide, something, uh, The Medium, New Genesis, Fantasy Star Online 2, and Crossfire X from Remedy. Additionally, two games from the pre-show have only been announced for Xbox systems and PC, but they haven't been specifically listed as Xbox exclusives, meaning that they could come to PlayStation 5. That's going to be Echo Generation and Hello Neighbor 2. So... That's not good for them either. That, Unless you're looking at... Sorry. No, I'll you go, you, you go, you go. Well, no, I was just going to say, the, the thing about it is, I truly think that this next generation, Microsoft is going to allow more of their games to be on different platforms than ever before. I, I, I think you're going to get Xbox game pass to switch at some point since they, them and Nintendo are in bed so deep. Um, I think you're going to see, like I said, I, I think there's a chance you might see master chief and games pass coming to PlayStation. I think that it, they're moving towards a games service company and not a video game developer publisher company i think that they're gonna try and make their money like because they, they know like okay well if there's gonna be so many playstation 4s out in the wild and so many playstation 5s out in the wild that are already beating us how can we get people playing our games well let's put our games and our services on other platforms and that is all going to be. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if there was already talks from Phil Spencer calling Shuhei and uh, who uh, who took over Sean Layton. Was it Jim Ryan? Jim. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think so. But I wouldn't be surprised if there was conference calls happening with Sony right now uh, about trying to get Microsoft stuff on Sony. Sony is just so damn stubborn that they wouldn't do that but i think in the long run it makes sense like look at the deal that sony just had with epic i think it's only a matter of time before all these playstation 4 exclusives are on pc on the epic game store you know it's already about to happen with horizon and i think you're going to see god of war i think you'll see last of us i think you'll see ghost of tsushima on pc at some point i think we're getting away from exclusivity being a thing anymore I think it's going to be a thing of the past. I think it's something it's hard as gamers that have been so uh, one-sided in console wars that there's Sony ponies and there's Xbox and, and they, they like what they have and they, they hate the other system and that, that's all they play. But that way of thinking is going to go away it, with the development of technology and streaming service and, and things like that. Like the look at the success of uh, streaming services such as Netflix and HBO max and things like that. I think it's only a matter of time before this takes off. And I do think Sony, like you've said, should very much so invest in something like games pass for PlayStation. Yeah. I, I, that's why the question you posed is so difficult because I'm putting myself in the shoes of a more casual gamer. Like someone like I've got a friend who plays 
who who plays video games, but a lot more casually, right? They play Sea of Thieves and Fortnite and Rocket League, uh, and that's about all all he plays, right? And he got Xbox Game Pass, and he's been trying a lot of games recently. He's been playing a lot more stuff because he can get them. He he's technically already paid for them, right? So he's sitting down and being introduced to a lot of these games. And if if I'm him, do I? buy a PlayStation next generation where I know I'm going to have to spend a lot more money on games. I don't know. I, I think, I think Xbox game pass is a huge feather in Microsoft's cap. And I think it's really, it's easy to overlook because we've been paying $60 per game for a very long time. Um, but with that being said, Sony's gotta come out with something to to mirror this game pass or it's going to be difficult for people especially people who have maybe less of an income or are more casual gamers that they're going to play your call of duty whatever they don't really care what console they play it on um because they're not into exclusives you know they play madden every year and this every year why would you buy a playstation over an xbox if for an extra ten dollars a month you could play it, you could try a lot of other video games that you might never pick up otherwise. Very true. Game Pass is huge. It's fucking huge. And I, while I think Sony had the better press conference, and I think Sony ultimately has a leg up because they have amazing exclusives. Um, Xbox is going to give them a run for their money in a different way and i don't like to use the i don't like a lot of people are saying well xbox is really trying to be they're not as greedy they're not as money hungry as other companies they're doing this out of the goodness of their hearts that's not true they're making money off of no they're not they're Um, definitely making money off of that and and the whole you know being pro-consumer is uh you know you still gotta buy their you gotta buy their box you gotta buy their console so I companies are there to make money. You can't shame a company for making money. Um, uh, you know, I've always kind of thought this is that everyone's yeah, in it to make sure. money. And if you're not going to make money, then what the fuck are you doing? Right. And if people are paying for your product and it's a good product and they'll pay a premium for it, then great. And Sony is seeing that Sony's like, why the fuck? You know, I'm, I'm hoping that they're not thinking this, but I think they are. They're like ghosts of, of Tsushima sold so many copies in three days. Do we really need to put that shit on a Game Pass type subscription service? Because no, we're they're just going to put it on. They're going to put it on PC and sell twice. They'll sell sell it for sixty dollars, and people will buy it again. I'm exactly. going to buy Horizon Zero Dawn again because it comes. I didn't play the DLC, and I get to play it on a PC that runs way better than my PS4 Pro does. So right. you know, I, I think that they're not looking at this as like. I I think they could give a shit. I think Sony is like people are going to buy our shit. And we're going to put our shit on PC and they're going to buy it there too, because they want to play these exclusives. And I think that's the, th- I think that's the thing, Kevin. I think this neck, this new gen is Sony's going to be doing what they do and then putting it on PC and selling it at 60, $70 or whatever. And then Microsoft's going to be doing what they do and having games pass. And that's how it's going to go forward. I, I, I don't think Sony cares to put games pass on PlayStation. Yeah, I don't think they need to. And I and I think that's helpful and hurtful. I I think it's tough, right? Because, because uh, you when I buy a Series X, I'm going to get Game Pass and I probably will never buy 
a game that's not on Game Pass for my Xbox. Right. I, I won't. I will most likely buy it either on PlayStation outright if I'm going to, you know, if I really want to be, if I just want to play it on the PlayStation controller or whatever the hell. But if it's on Game Pass, I'm probably not going to buy it on on PS4. I'll just play it on my Series X. So well, yeah, it, it yeah. puts it puts it it puts everything into a really weird predicament. It puts Sony in a weird predicament. And I think it also puts the gamer in a weird predicament because I mean, if I was going to be the most frugal, I would spend money on this Series X and buy Game Pass. Yeah, I, I think we're looking at it from a perspective as two two guys that are going to own PS5. You're going to get a Series X. I'm building a new PC. We don't need, like, we're, we're at a happy medium, right? We're going to be able to have the things. We're going to have our cake and eat it, too. Uh But like you said, there's going to be a lot of people that are only getting one or the other. And I think they need to, I think honestly too, Microsoft needs to do a better job of advertising game pass for the mainstream gamer. Uh, You know, there's a lot of things on Twitter about game pass. There's a, they, they talk about it in their press conferences, video game podcasts like us and other major podcasts talk about games pass and how great it is. But I don't think the average Xbox player is completely aware of what games pass has to offer, even though it's in that, that main, um, what do you call it? The, the UI, the bar, uh, for the, uh, the home screen it's there, it's advertised, but it probably doesn't get clicked on as much. And I, I wish they would do more commercials on television for that. I don't think that they're advertising it enough because like, like you said, I think you, I think you're completely right people that don't have the necessary means to an end. If you're trying to be frugal Xbox, regardless of how expensive this console is going to be, that makes sense because then you are only spending $120 because you're just buying Madden and call of duty, right? Those are the two games that you're going to buy every year. Those are two most popular games that a lot of mainstream gamers play. Uh, Fortnite's free to play. They're going to bring all their stuff over. And then you have Games Pass to try out the things that you want to. I, I think it is a better deal um, if you don't care about certain exclusives. Uh, you know, with Games Pass being on PC and Sony exclusives coming to PC, there's room to argue that people don't even need to own one of these consoles. Yeah. Because the new graphics cards, and, and if either from AMD or NVIDIA, uh, you build a new PC that's mid to high tier you're spending anywhere from 12 to $2,600. You know, if you can do that, you're better off just playing PC than anything in the long run. Yeah. It's expensive, but you'd probably end up saving money. Um, right. So it's, it's weird. Do you even need to own one of these consoles anymore? If they're all just putting everything games passes on PC, Sony exclusives are coming to PC outside of Nintendo PC seems to be the place to be but i understand that is a that is a uh, an enthusiast hobby that tends to be more is pc gaming so i i don't yeah. know I, I, think, I, 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 I think the thing about pc gaming is just the the bar is set like there's just a lot to learn when you go in like i've been looking at building a pc and i probably will and that if i do build a pc i might not buy a series x um, you know, I might just play get Game Pass on on my PC and, you know, 
boom, I'm, I'm set. You know, I, I, I'm covered. That's, and that's what this is telling you, right? This is what, that's what Xbox is saying. If you have game pass, you're set. doesn't matter. You can have it on your PC. Cool. We love that. You know, play these games on your PC. It's going to be great. And I think Microsoft is smart so far because the same games that are on PC for Games Pass are not the same that are on Xbox One X. Uh, there are better games on Xbox One Game Pass for Xbox. Uh, on PC, I can't play Red Dead Redemption 2, right? Um, it, But it is on Xbox One X. And so maybe that trend will continue. And if that does, then my last uh, statement is kind of null and void for the most part because there might be better games for games pass on Xbox. Now, just because they said all these games that they're announced are coming to Xbox game pass, doesn't mean they're coming to games pass for PC. They haven't said that yet. So yeah, that's fair. I didn't even think about that. That remains to be seen. So I, I I think uh, it's, it's going to be very interesting. I, I just, just because of how good the Sony conference was over the Microsoft one, um, but there was a lot of third party games shown that'll be on Xbox, like Resident Evil and some of these other things. I just think uh I think Sony is just playing it safe and doing what they have been doing the last three console generations ever since they figured out ever since they corrected the PS3 mistakes that they made at the beginning of that generation. Uh Sony's been killing it ever since. And I I don't know. I, I think I just I'm just so disappointed in Xbox and Microsoft. I wanted I'm like, I'm sitting here as a PlayStation player and a PC player. Give me a reason to buy your fucking console. And they didn't do that. The last two months, they haven't shown me a reason to buy that at all. And it was pretty clear. I thought this was very strange. They were like, you're going to see Halo today. You're going to see Halo today. You're going to see Halo today. You're going to. OK, uh, like, yes, we get it. We're going to see Halo. OK. They're, you're going to show gameplay from for Halo. Awesome. And then they opened up the presentation with it. Like that was they like blew their load right at the beginning. Yeah. And and, and it, it wasn't even good. Well, yeah. And it wasn't didn't even knock your socks off. The, the opening sequence was, oh, we're, we're going to make a crash landing. Really? You're going to make that's that. That's it. Really? That's the exciting story bit that you get. I mean, and you're going yeah. on a glorified fetch quest. Yikes. When I say it wasn't good, I don't mean it was bad. It just looked like more Halo. And that's not a bad thing. But when, like, this is supposed to, like, they, they we're supposed to amp this up a little bit more. You know what I mean? And we didn't get that, I feel like, personally. Um, I, I even had a friend of mine, Trevor, who he, you know, he was one of the ones that wanted us to talk a little bit more about uh, Xbox. And um, I told him, I was like, it's coming. We're, we got to wait till we get to the... Uh, uh, the press conferences here and everything like that. But even he was underwhelmed with it. And so the proof is in the pudding that their own fan base isn't happy uh, right now. And, and they need to, they need to, they need to amp it up, man. And I just don't know what they need to do. They acquired all these studios and I, is there anything they can do? I think it did. that's, that's, that's why I think that they're going to go for this, service model that you'll see games pass coming to nintendo first and maybe even eventually playstation i don't know i think that'll be on sony's court to let Mm -hmm. that happen but i wouldn't be surprised if phil spencer has made that call already yeah i the the thing that they can do is is make good games that's the that's what they can do they can come out and make some kick-ass games and halo who knows halo might be really really amazing and it might have massive legs that we just don't know about uh, it's possible, but 
when Bungie when, when three four three took over and and Bungie went and did Destiny, it almost seems like Destiny is kind of where they wanted Halo to go in a way. The way they you know design weapons and mm-hmm. it just it feels like three four three hasn't had a successful Halo title in a while and they want to go back to the roots, right? And that that was very clear. They want to go back to Halo Combat Evolved, right? They want it to feel and look like old Halo. They're pulling on that nostalgia, which I appreciate. However, the original Halo came out a long time ago. A long, long time ago. Games were very different then. They felt different. They looked different. Their stories were different. Gamers are expecting gamers are expecting to sit down and play something that they there's no way they could have played 15 years ago. And I I think Halo Infinite can deliver that, but I don't know if it's going to do it at the level it needs to to push the console. I'm not saying Halo Infinite is going to be a bad game. I think it's going to be a good game. I really think it's going to be a good game. And I'm nervous about the multiplayer. um, And we can talk about that as well. And I think we spent a lot of time on Halo today. But I feel like it's really important because Xbox is saying it's important. Um, They are... I mean, I watched the pre-show event. It was an hour long. And for like 45 minutes, they just talked about Halo. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty clear that they are riding a lot on this game. And I know you don't think it's coming out. I don't think they have much of a choice because if yeah, they launch right. if they launch Series X without Halo, who the fuck is going to buy it? Who is going to yeah. buy it? Because this game has been in development for a while, first of all. And it's kind of laughable that we're about four months away from seeing the finished game and it going gold. And uh, they're like, it's still... It's still uh, in development, all right? Like, yes, the the graphics don't look that good, but it's an earlier build. How? How is it an earlier build? We're close. We are close. The last last game came out five years ago, and it's like, that's. but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I don't think this game is coming out this holiday season. I think it's going to come out in February. And I just, I don't know. Maybe I'll be wrong, but if I am not. I can see them pushing it. I, I, I can see them pushing it. I really if can't. I am, if I am wrong, then you face a game that may not be done, have the quality that it should, uh, that still looks like it did in this trailer, and that's not good. Um, if I am right, and it is delayed, what the fuck are people going to play at launch on a Series X? You know what I mean? Why would you buy that this holiday season? And it's like, it's this is going to be a very weird time because you know coronavirus is affecting everybody's financial uh spending habits and i i it's it's gonna be interesting and i just feel like you know you make the regard of why anybody would buy a playstation because of the games pass thing well you know is that enough to sell a console no, I, I think I, it is. ultimately I don't I don't believe it is. No, I, I do. I it's really tough because something else now that could give Halo massive legs is the multiplayer. And it 
the pro community and the streaming community. If yeah. Halo Infinite has really great multiplayer and it's competitive and it's solid and the pros like it, it will have legs and it will survive. But I'm nervous because we haven't seen it. I'm nervous because I don't know if they're going to go back to what made Halo great, which was that arena shooter style game where it was a sandbox that you could play and and it was up to the player basically to increase mobility because there wasn't sprint and there if they can get that and recreate and recapture that magic halo will be in a good place and people will buy an xbox i I think you're right i think people underestimate the power that streamers have on the influence of a lot of people's purchases held i got so deep into sea of thieves because i was watching summit 1g's uh stream and he made the game that was completely boring and he found a way to like hide on people's ships and the tucky the the sleep emote to hide your name and, and be able to hide on these people's ships it changed the gameplay so much so that rare implemented a emote that would take away your nameplate completely so you could hide better and you curl up into the fetal position like Streamers have influences on games. Um, you know, Ninja started playing Halo, and Ninja is one of the most followed streamers in the world. And if he takes a break from Fortnite and starts playing Halo, you can bet your ass there's going to be a lot of kids and a lot of people, uh, not even just kids, but a lot of people, man, Ninja, they made that look fun. I want to play that. Streamers have influence on games. Uh, that's why they get codes early, because yep. people know... That, I mean, that's that's just fucking advertisement right there for your game on Twitch. That's all that is. That's all Twitch is, is advertisement when, it, when you really get down to it. And the, the experiences that people have with these games, they want to have the same thing that their favorite streamers do, too. There is, an, there is a market for that. And so I really, I agree with you, man. I think if, if a streamer starts playing it and it's popping off, all bets are off then and we could be eating our words and uh you know hopefully that's enough to turn the tide it's 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 crazy to think that people have such an influence on a company they don't even work for you know what i mean oh yeah it's in twitch is huge and and i was watching a video earlier today um from a youtube channel that i actually recommend everybody follow it's called he's called esports talk uh, it's just one guy. His name's Jake Scully, something like that. Um, he does a lot of esports news and streamer news, um, and he's he's really really great. And he he had a video today, basically saying, well, obviously Ninja hasn't streamed in a while. Um, he's still trying to figure out all of that. But he was he said that you know he believes Ninja's going to go pro in either Valorant. He's going to double down on Fortnite, or he's going to look to Halo Infinite as as his big comeback tour to pro gaming. And the big question mark is, is that has Ninja played any hands-on with the new Halo Infinite? And I, I, he was on the Xbox, uh, he was on the, was it the pre-show? I can't remember. I think it was the pre-show. Yeah, it was the pre-show right before they, right before Halo got revealed, Jeff Keighley uh, on the Game Awards channel interviewed Ninja and got his thoughts and like things that he wanted to see. So, I mean, it's already there for the steps are already being put into place of Ninja 
taking that step into this being the game that he plays. And I, I, if it's good, he will. If it's not, he won't. Uh, yeah. And I mean, he's he even took a bunch of flack when he started playing Valorant. He's been playing Valorant all the time, and grinding and putting a team together and all this stuff. People are people are saying he's going to go pro in Valorant. Like that is something he wants to do. Um, and he when he put the work in or his <laughs> what's his thing? Hash, it's it's time in right hashtag when he put the time in um, to Fortnite. He got really good and almost qualified for the for one of the World Cups. He was like right right there. Um, and then Fortnite, it's been the competitive community is pissed. Uh, so he's kind of f- fallen off of that and fallen into Valorant, um, playing it a lot, obviously off stream and things. But if him, Summit, uh, you know, Shroud, if they get into Halo and it's popular on Twitch, it's going to move consoles. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's 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 why it's a weird time for all these people to be able to influence and they don't even work for the companies. Obviously they're getting checks to play these games. Um, that's, that's a topic for another day, but it, the influence is real. And, you know, it's sad to think that somebody like Microsoft can, uh, they, the way that they had so much influence, that now that they're trying to have to rely on other people to do their job for them, it's sad to see. Um, and I'm not saying Microsoft's falling off, but they sure have the potential with thing. If they don't put out games that are great, who gives a shit how powerful your console is? You know what I mean? Yeah. Fable has to be good. Avowed has to be good. State of decay has to be good. Like these games can, and, and they, they can't, can't be, go to another they console. Can't be seven or six out of fives. They, they gotta mm-hmm. be good. I mean, that's, that's the whole reason people, that's why, that's why Sony quote unquote won. they had the games to play. Sure. You made the Xbox. We've already seen this happen. You know what I mean? This isn't anything new. You know, the Xbox one X was more powerful than the pro. The Xbox was more powerful than the PS4. Like these were things that were already on paper, you know, seven years ago, we already knew this and it still happened. So just because you're saying the Series X is more powerful on paper, and I've t- I've said this many, many times, yes, on paper it looks good. But the difference from a technical standpoint is negligible, and y- developers are going to be, de- especially like AAA developers, which most games are on different platforms, um, only a handful of games are actually exclusive. And so, you know, these developers they're going to be developing a game that's going to run great for both systems. You're not going to see a difference really. I just don't think you are. And that's not going to save them saying that we have the most powerful console ever. You've done that three generations in a row, bro. Yeah. And you haven't won. And I'm not, I want them to win. I would love to be like, God damn, Microsoft's got some fucking good games. Wouldn't that be great to say, Oh, because it would be I'm amazing. A gamer. I'm a gamer. I want to play PlayStation. I want to play Xbox. I want to play PC. I want to play games. I don't play video games to play consoles. I play video yeah. games to play games. So, yeah, I want you to win. But you're not. You're not proving anything to me. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't know. You know, the whole most powerful console. It, obviously, people don't care because people bought PlayStation 4 in droves. And, and yeah. it... 
I understand the marketing behind, well, we have the most powerful console. It's like, great. What am I going to play on there? I, so you've got to have a good, you know, you got to have a 4k TV. That's another thing with these new set of consoles, right? Is that everything's going to be pushed to skew 4k. Yeah. So the 4k TVs, which you can get a really good 4k TV for not a lot of money right now. Um, they're, they're very, very low in price. I've got a great one. I got like the TCL six series or something. I think it's a six series, uh, 55 inch. It's a beautiful television. Um, it really is beautiful. I had before that I had a Sony. I bought a Sony when I was in New York. I got that shit on like 400 bucks off. It was, Oh God, it's a gorgeous TV. Uh, my best friend in, it has it now. Um, I left it there in New York. I didn't want to take it. I was going to buy a new TV, but, um, and I, I think I, in total, it was like five fifty, six hundred bucks, but it was, I mean, it's beautiful. It was a Sony, right? It was a Sony Bravia, really great TV. The point being is that most people, when they invest in a PS5, and I know you're going through this too, it's like, you got, you're like, I got to get that 4K TV. And mm-hmm. you're right. You, in order to play these games and for them to look beautiful and run 4K at 60 frames per second, you know, like Xbox is touting and like PlayStation is touting, you got to have that 4K TV to get that true experience. To get the um, value for what you're p- paying for, to, right. to see what the hard work that these people put into these things if that's what they're going for, yeah, you've got to get that. And that's the thing where that I think that's another reason people are that both Sony and Microsoft are being uh, kind of withheld of the price because they want to see who's going to go first because they know that people are going to be making multiple purchases with these purchases. And a really cool thing that fucking Sony can do that not a lot of other people can do is they could, they could bundle uh, mm-hmm. PS5 with some of their TVs. They could yeah. do that. They can do a lot of things. They've got, I mean, they're, they make their most money off of PlayStation. Sony does, but they make a good amount of money off of TVs and they make great televisions. They make really, really great televisions. The technology in them are great. The infrastructure is great. Um, and they could, you know, Hey, you buy a PS five, we'll give you $300 off of this, 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 this skew of a Sony 4k television. Yeah. And that's a pretty damn good deal. They could do something like that this generation if they know how important 4K is and they know. Uh it'll be interesting to see if things go on sale around that time or what happens because I mean, I'm going to need a 4K monitor for my desk. Um so I'm I'm going to be in the market for for a new for an upgrade uh when I get these new consoles uh especially uh, so, I mean, who knows? I mean, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be streaming off my pro or my PS5, like I, I, who, who knows, right? It, all of that stuff is going to, it's going to change the game for a lot of people, streamers, the way everybody's kind of thinking at this point. Um, and we'll, we'll see because it's going, Sony is going to launch with what, 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 what were there? What were the launch games riff for a second while I look up the Sony PS5 launch games? Uh, you know, in West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground is where I spent most of my days chilling out max and relaxing all cool. Okay, and you know, here we shooting go. Some people. <laughs> here, here we go. Here we go. Okay. So Astro's Playroom, which, uh, NBA 2K21, Destiny 2 Beyond Light, uh, Spider-Man, Miles Morales. We've got Deathloop. I guarantee Madden Fortnite 21. and Warzone will be there. Yep. 
and I, and I'm sure uh, Rogue Company will be there as well. Uh, Dirt, uh, Vampire Masquerade, Bloodlines Two, um, Observer, System Redux, Jet, The Faraway Shore, Bug Snacks, Rainbow Six Siege, Godfall, Outriders, and Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So which, right which time out? Have you ha- did you see the did you see the meme I sent you? Where it was like bug snacks, bug snacks looking pretty fucking good right now, doesn't oh. it? And it had a paler <laughs> picture of Halo underneath it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but Sony's got games there. They've got games. They're ready. You know, they've been working on these games for two or three years already. We've and literally uh, heard that half PS5 the, games were in development three years ago. And half of the things that you said are going to be on Series X too. It's not like they're going to launch yeah. a Series X with no games. Um, but it's just. I don't know. I, I, I just. I guess the point that I'm trying to end on and make is that Microsoft did not give me or anybody else, I think, a reason to buy that over a PS5 uh, if they own either or PC or PS5. I, I just don't see the reason there to shell out that money for it. Like last last generation, I didn't have a PC yet and I bought PS4 and Xbox One at launch and I paid uh, $900. I bought them both the same day. I got uh, I used my income tax check and I went down like uh, and bought an Xbox One and a PS4 from Walmart at the same time. And I had them both and... I loved them. I love both of them. And, but then I just slowly got rid of my Xbox over time. And I just, I, I wish they would come out with a reason to own it. Oh yeah. Me too. hundred percent. Like, I mean, you're, you're going to purchase this thing. Are you going to yeah. get it at launch or no? What do you, no. what do you think? You're the, you're the one that they're talking to here. I'm, I'm most likely going to buy a PS five at launch and I'm going to wait a few months to pick up a series X is, is probably how it's going to go. I, or I might, depending on halo, it really rides on halo for me. If halo is really, really great and it looks super fun and the multiplayer is great. I might push and pick it up a month or two later, but if halo's eh, I might wait a full year or two before I pick up a series X. Yeah. I'd, I'd let another skew or something else come out. Cause they said this thing's going to be modular and, or at least that's the that's the understanding that that, that this is going to be the console, the one ring to rule them all. That, that, that it's gonna that this is probably going to be the last Microsoft console that comes out. Now, whether it's going to be upgradable or there's different SKUs and versions of it, that's that's remains to be seen. But yeah, I I, I think if you get a PS5, you wouldn't be horribly wrong waiting at least a year for a price drop, if anything else. Yeah. Black Friday, the next year, something like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. Video games are awesome is the point. And yeah. we, we play them to play games. I could give a shit what company is on the box. As long as it looks good, runs good and plays the games that I want to play. And right now, Sony is the place that is that, place for me for the most part i mean on it honestly speaking i play p i really rarely turn on my ps4 unless it's to play with you i play pc so much um but in the grand scheme of things sony has the games and they're giving the reasons to own their console microsoft isn't and we'll just see what the future holds kevin do you have any more thoughts no i think you hit the hit the nail on the head there i mean it's uh microsoft's got to step up to 
to the plate here and, and knock it off with a couple of really good exclusives. And if they do that, they're in, they're in contention. They're right back. They're in it. I, I agree. Uh, I agree. Kevin, why don't you uh, send us home, plug our email address and uh, tell the people you love them. All right, everybody. Well, our email address is, uh, what is it? It's remote gaming at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's our email address. Send us any questions, comments, concerns, funny ideas, uh, you know, anything. We're always open to suggestions. You want to see something, hear something different, whatever it is. Uh, you know, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. Catch us. Uh, we'll be streaming probably sometime this week on our Twitch channel as well. Twitch. Uh, it's twitch.tv backslash the underscore remote underscore gaming um, on Twitch. I'm going to try and grab, get some rogue company uh, gameplay up there. Maybe Joseph and I can find the time together. Uh, we can stream that on the channel. Um, so yeah, be good to each other. Be nice. Uh, keep your head up. Keep, keep swimming. Hopefully this was a good, uh, two hour distraction for you away from the craziness of the world. I know it was for me. So, uh, from both of us, I'm Kevin Corkum. I'm Joseph King. See you later. Bye.